Neil 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 Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And um, we're not going to talk about this on the show, but I wanted to read it since you just texted it to me. Fake heiress Anna Sorokin has another fashion meltdown in court. And then this is in the New York Post. (laughs) Wannabe socialite Anna Sorokin broke down in court on Wednesday. And their, their lead is, this is beyond diva. Faux heiress Anna Sorkin threw yet another fashion hissy fit Wednesday, again refusing to enter court because the clothes she was given were not up to her standards. Fair. <laughs> Quote, I told you previously we were not holding up this trial anymore over your fashion, just as Diane Kiesel reprimanded Sorokin 28 when the alleged grifter <laughs> emerged. From the holding cell wearing a wrinkled white button-down and slacks. I've had a jury here since 9.30 this morning. This is unacceptable and inappropriate. This is not a fashion show. She looks good, honestly. Then they went to, like, they went to that. It's like a chic wrinkle. She looks incredible. It's a chic wrinkle. (laughs) It's a chic wrinkle. It's a very intentional wrinkle. I look at that and I say, like, oh, is that, you know, you know, spring, summer 2019 fashion to have a wrinkle? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, she's got to use these somehow, these outfits, right? Like, you know, she well, she has them, apparently. She has them. What's going to happen with her? Is I she going to go to jail? Yeah, definitely. Yesterday, also, did you see the, the footage of Lori and Felicity entering court and Lori was, like, signing autographs? Oh, yeah. And she was like, Insane hey, guys. Behavior. Like, hey, guys. Hey, pals. So offensive. Yeah. Just truly. beaming ear to ear. At least... At least Felicity Huffman had the self-respect to, like, go grocery shopping stone-faced, you know? Like, when right. she went out in public, she did not smile. Like, she how dare you smile? How dare you thank your fans? I think she maybe had, like, a fleece on. Very, like, relatable. Somebody said, pay my pay my tuition, Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that? If I were at the court hearing for Lori Loughlin, I, did, Lori Loughlin, I definitely would have yelled, pay my tuition, queen. <laughs> Mom. Lori, Mom, pay my pay tuition. My tuition. <laughs> oh my God. What is it? Did you read the rumor that, that uh, I don't know that I buy one word of this, but that William H. Macy has been spotted on Raya? Whoa, where did that come from? Well, even on Gossip Cop, it says, according to Life and Style, the couple's marriage is on the rocks amid the fallout from the controversy. In a bizarre twist, the magazine says Huffman somehow discovered that her husband was using celebrity dating app Raya, and it led to a major battle between the spouses of more than 20 years. But, like, so, was he spotted on Raya? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who told me this? It was like, yeah, oh, it was Kate Drees, of course. Of course it was Kate. There's just, like, trouble in paradise for any number of reasons. So things are not looking great for I mean, the <laughs> when's the last Macy's? time things looked great for Felicity Huffman I feel like her her mugs were on sale before the college admission stop scandal. with the mugs you and the mugs do you want do you think about like what happened to the mugs like what's where's what's going on at H what's going up with the flick at HQ right I'm telling now? you it's the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark it's like <laughs> the guy is rolling in one final palette of like unsold mugs crane shot showing the rest of the the what the flicka warehouse filled to the brim with unsold like i'm a cool i'm a, i'm a good enough mom mugs. like everybody quit but there's like two interns that like weren't getting paid anyways who were trying to like figure out what to do <laughs> <laughs> you know they're like we need college credit <laughs> uh, uh, the irony what the fuck what the flicka? What the flicka? It sounds like um 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 Felicity and William are yelling at each other. You're on Flicka Raya right now? <laughs> Flicking. <laughs> Flicking Raya? Oh, I Bill, heard you were on I have Flicking to, Raya. If I flicking come into this flicking house and I find you flicking, <laughs> you mother flicker. How many times do I have to tell you, you have to drink out of flicking Flicka mugs whenever you have coffee in the morning? We flicking need to move on. This is getting flicking ridiculous. Uh, It's getting... <laughs> hey, guys. Long time first time. I'm so happy we're still talking about Elizabeth Gilbert because she wrote the worst description of a penis that has ever been sent into the universe. In her novel, the signature of all things, 
we were treated to this gem. He had genitalia, perfectly adequate and even impressive genitalia. She allowed herself to observe with care this lovely appendage of his pale, waving sea creature, which floated between his legs in its thatch of wet and private fur. I hated this book so much I wanted to throw it into the sea, and I'm happy to share it with you now. <laughs> Bye. What, like, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, to me, that sounds like maybe the best description of a penis that I've ever heard. And I feel like she's still a brilliant writer. So I don't know what to tell you, caller. I mean, this caller wanted us to think this was bad, but actually, I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. I mean, she's, uh, she's an iconic writer. One of the English languages, like most legendary masters of prose. I don't know. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> One of our finest talents. One of uh, our finest talents, which floated between his legs in its thatch of wet and private fur. That's wet accurate. Fur. Wet and private fur is actually <laughs> accurate. <laughs> wet and private fur. Wet and private fur deserves a fucking Emmy, and I know it's on a TV show. <laughs> what does it deserve? A Pulitzer. Private fur. Um, pr- wet and private, private fur. fur. Amazing. Elizabeth Gilbert, and private. Wet and private fur. Iconic writer, iconic, like, sexuality warrior. I love her. Okay, we have to move on. Hi, The Weekly. Uh, So I just listened to you guys, uh, The Weekly Calling episode, sorry. Uh, You guys talked about Pete Davidson and Kate Beckinsale and how it's, like, kind of a weird pairing. And I have this theory um, I want to run by you guys. Uh, Kate Beckinsale has a show on Amazon Prime. It's called, like, The Widower or something like that. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anyone who's watched it. Um, So I'm thinking maybe, like, this whole relationship is maybe for publicity to try and get people to watch her show. Because every time they're in the news, it's, like, not something scandalous, but something that's kind of like, whoa, like when they were making out at that hockey game. And, um, I mean, who knows? You know, it could be real and good for them it's so it's just kind of interesting because every time i go on amazon prime it's like one of the first shows that comes up um so it'd be interesting to hear you guys' thoughts on that um good form is kate beckinsale actually in love with pete davidson's wet and private fur or is this just publicity <laughs> stuff <laughs> wet private fur <laughs> <laughs> I, private fur. I think everything's publicity stunt. So I know you're this a real conspiracy theory nut. I would, but like say... the timing. This premiered March first. Yeah, their hockey game was March third. The timing makes sense. Um, is the it Golden working? Globe stuff. No. <laughs> is it working? No. So it's like if it's a publicity stunt, it's not an effective one because I too get told by Amazon to watch The Widow every time I open up Amazon Prime, like the video app. And I've never even, I've never even thought of, I've seen it one million times and it's never given me the impulse to actually look up what it is, you know? He needed a comeback too, or like a rebound moment as well. And she maybe needed publicity. It does make sense for both of them to do it, but I almost think that it's they're both hot and funny, and that makes more sense to me. And for me, it's like an Occam's razor. What's the most likely situation? And I think it's this. Do I think that she's probably, like, secretly, like, this is a good gig for me. Like, this is a good – this is helping me in many ways. And him yeah. saying, oh, this is helping me in many ways. Sure. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe this fully. I, mean, I don't know either because she there is the president. Plot. She does date younger men. Like, it's not – it's not out of character for her to date, like, younger who's. Just look at the guy that she dated before Pete who was, like, run, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, I just, before we move on, I want to read what the premise is because I had no idea. The series follows Georgia Wells, Kate Beckinsale, the widow whose husband, di- whose husband Will, died in a plane crash on a trip to Africa. Three years after Will's death, she saw a man resembling her husband in a news story reporting civil unrest in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Suspecting that everything is not what it seems, Wells travels to Kinshasa to uncover the truth. She starts to look for answers, particularly concerned with the reason why her husband, she believes, faked his own death. It's like, what if the Olivia Newton-John and her, her ex who allegedly faked his death were written by, like, John le Carre, you know? Like a John le Carre, Olivia Newton-John moment. It's actually hilarious that that hasn't been mentioned more widely because it just proves that no one is fucking talking about this show. Exactly. That's why you could say this is literally not 
Working. What she needs to do is pull a Macy Gray and just like wear clothes emblazoned with the widow promo on yes, them when she's the out widow. with Pete. It's also just funny that she's out with Pete and would be promoting a show called The Widow. I mean, this culture is not ready for content about widows. Widows flopped. This show flopped, presumably. Yeah, it's true. Where are the widows? Widows just bursting with like creative intrigue, the creative possibilities. It's all good shit. But Widows is You know, good. culture doesn't care. Culture doesn't so care. Good. I don't know. It's misogyny, probably. Probably. Uh, what is next? Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, I was just hoping that we could take a moment just to pay some respects to Nipsey Hussle. That's been a really hard week for a lot of us. Um, yeah, just wanted to say that. Love you guys. We didn't talk about this on Monday. We could talk well, about it now. It was a little sad, so that's one of the reasons why we didn't really talk about it. But this uh, rapper slash kind of everything. He owned a store. He had, like, businesses. He basically, like, did everything. This mm-hmm. kind of multi-hyphenate guy named Nipsey Hussle, he was uh, gunned down at his own store in California, in Los Angeles. And it's just, like, really Sad. And I kind of, I guess like he was nominated for Best Rap Album at the Grammys that this year, 2019. He is from, you know, Crenshaw and that's where he opened his store and that's where he mostly hang out and he was like a big deal in that neighborhood. I mean, he, he kind of left and came back to his hometown. So that was like a huge deal and he meant a lot to a lot of people. And so when he was killed people were really kind of shook. It is really sad. They caught the main suspect. It's a guy named Eric Holder. I don't know. Like, what do we what do we say about this? It's really sad. Nipsey and Nipsey also, he dated Lauren London. Well, that's what I was going to say. How I knew about Nipsey was through Lauren London. Yeah, Lauren London. Lauren London, who's an actress, used to date Lil Wayne. She has kids with Lil Wayne. And then she was in that really good movie, ATL. Remember that from mm-hmm. back, back in the day? She played New New, and everyone thought she was going to, like, blow up. And then she didn't blow up, but, like, she definitely yeah. did fine. And now she's on The Game, which is a BET show. She's not uh, on The Game anymore, but she was on The Game over? for a couple years. Yeah, The Game is over. The Game was a big, the game was a big, 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 big hit. She wasn't on it the whole time, but she was on, like, the latter end of The Game. All I knew is from, because I followed her Instagram on the Who Weekly account. So we were, like, following her. So she yeah. would appear, and I noticed, oh, she's dating that this rapper who I'd also heard of Nipsey Hussle mm-hmm. but like didn't know really anything else about that so it's just like really sad his clothing line it's called Marathon that's where he was murdered at his store which sucks and so it was like kind of this like streetwear brand he said I was reading some interviews with him uh, yesterday and he was like he had very high hopes for this streetwear brand which is pretty successful and he was like I want it to be like Urban Sanrio which is a really interesting comparison like that's a cool thing to do just like accessible stylish sort of stuff like the price points were very easily accessible for just normal people i mean i think he's just one of those people that like you didn't realize was such a big thing and a lot and when he died so many notable people famous people pseudo famous people were just like devastated it was just like Mm -hmm. oh like this was a person that i really looked up to and really had fond feelings for and Mm -hmm. it was just one of those things where it sucks when you don't realize, like, you've never heard of someone until they die. You're like, oh, yeah. geez, like, you know, I yeah. I feel bad about this. There was also a very, um, I feel like when people, especially, like, in the age of the internet, when people die, when famous people die, there's this um, desire by a lot of people to, like, be like, well, you have to you have to mention their problematic stuff as well. Like, how do you balance bringing up, like, the things that they did wrong with just, like, the fact that we have to be respectful over this person who died? Right. And so I've been seeing a lot of that with him in in particular, like, talking about, like, his past, like, homophobic statements and, like, sort of, like, people are trying to deal with that in a way that I think is a little more thoughtful than usual here right. where it's like have we come let's... 360 from being like they yeah. canceled to like being like well like is there a way that we can like figure out how a person's life can be split up into like different segments in which they like yeah, try it's... and learn things or like change or anything like this would have happened w- w- with anyone like it, it would have happened with any celebrity but the way that it's happening now i think just represents this like continued evolution and the way that we cover famous people who have died. And I don't know, you can see like people trying to grapple with like, how do I report this? And it's kind of everywhere. Like when you Google him, when you Google his death, it's like uh, Nipsey Hussle's murder, homophobia, and the toxic black masculinity that fuels it. But then it's like, 
equal weight with like Nipsey Hussle's philanthropy to become part of congressional record. Like it's people are trying to contend with all this stuff. Hey, and I man, think that's something mean, we're going to keep meant seeing. different things to different people. And we are in an era where like people's public lives are long, you know, mm-hmm. and if you are public well for a long time, you're yeah. like your mistakes are amplified and we need to decide like whether we're going to like hold things against people at, even if they like make a conscious effort to grow and change and learn. I don't know. It depends on how you feel about the severity of the statement slash each situation. Like some things are truly unforgivable and some things maybe aren't, you know? Yeah. God. Oof. Let's move on. Hey, um, how have you guys not talked about the fact um, that uh, who blossoming actress, but still who, uh, got the head of Warner Brothers Studios fired for a sexting adultery scandal. Can we just talk about this for a little bit? Good form, Bellathorn. This was a, oh, like a month ago, I would say, because we've been like eh, sort of like waffling over whether or not we should even cover it. And Lindsay very rightly was like, we should wait until like more stuff happens because all these things sort of unfurl at a pace we've grown to recognize and like ex- like anticipate. And this one sort of began with this story about, you know, a powerful Hollywood man. His name was Kevin Sujihara. And he's this guy who worked at what, what company? Warner? Warner. Warner he was Brothers. CEO. And so he, there was this young actress. Big deal. Big Warner deal at Warner Brothers. There was this young actress named Charlotte Kirk. Basically, the, lo- the short version of this is that Charlotte and Kevin were in this sexual relationship, and Kevin was promising. But her, they met via they Brett met via, Ratner. Via Brett Did you Ratner, see that? Who Charlotte is like, <laughs> he's just my friend. He's just my friend. Who cares? James yeah, Packer, okay. he's just my friend. Like, fuck you guys, that we're just friends. Oh, and, and James, James Packer, Packer right? Carries X. The funniest thing about this is that it's like I'd never heard of Kevin, even though he's the literal CEO of Warner Brothers. But I've heard of everyone <laughs> else in this story, like, which includes Kevin Packer. Packer Mariah Carey's ex-billionaire husband, uh, fiance, and fucking Brett Ratner, who's always involved when something is weird in Hollywood. Flicking Brett Ratner and flicking James Pecker. So Charlotte Kirk and Kevin, like, have a sexual relationship, and apparently while they're engaged in this sexual relationship, he's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to set up some meetings with, like, my pals in Hollywood and try to get you some roles. So the sexual relationship... Well, to give him credit, which we shouldn't give him any credit, but who? so who cares, but uh, she's saying, hey, are you going to hook me up with some auditions? Hey, are you going to get me some roles? Like, she is, she's kind of implying slash directly asking, because we have all these text messages, hey, like... Uh, I'm, you know, you said you would get me a role. You said you would get me an audition. Yeah. And he's kind of like, sure, sure, yeah, 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 sure, yeah, yeah. sure. Let me use some but think about how far the CEO is from actual right. casting, you know? That's like, that's actually one of those funny things where if you fuck the president, you can't necessarily get a job because the president sometimes isn't even involved with the day to day. Imagine like the awkward phone calls this guy has to make or awkward emails. I know. So she gets a couple roles. She gets in that horrible, like, um, Dakota Johnson Rebel Wilson movie, How to Be Single. She gets a role in Ocean's 8, which, like, don't forget, Ocean's 8 was filmed, like, five years ago. You know, like, (laughs) Ocean's 8 was filmed so long before it came out. Um, So she gets a role in all these things, but not much else, and she's pretty disappointed by it. So... What happened, people have known about this for some time or suspected that Sujihara was, like, involved in this relationship with this woman and sort of, like, maybe engaged in, like, a quid pro quo sort of stuff. And so, according to this Hollywood Reporter story, it says, the issue arose again in September 2018. An anonymous letter sent to someone at Warner Media raised a series of explosive questions about whether a top Warner Brothers executive had promised speaking roles to an actress identified only as CK in exchange for her silence. So then they retained a law firm to investigate it. They found no evidence of misconduct, but then these people got the texts. So the text sort of proved that the relationship did exist. Ultimately, right. and what's funny is that these texts are texts that are on uh, her phone, but they're photos of texts, not screenshots of texts. So there's like a lot going. That's why I'm saying like, who is the text leaker? You know. Since then, Kevin has been forced to resign, fired. He's no longer there. And the time he resigned. And the timing of all of this was before he was about to get this like huge promotion and have even more power. Mm-hmm. So all of this is very like someone who knew what was going on leaked this at the right moment. Um mm-hmm. like the right moment to sort of torpedo his career. So after this, Charlotte Kirk has been 
interviewed by all these people and they're like, what happened? Like, like, are you a victim here? Like, was this non-consensual? And she's like, no, absolutely not. And she's like, don't drag James Packer and Brett Ratner into this. They weren't involved. They're just my friends. Yes, Brett Ratner gave me some, some, some auditions, but like, who cares? He's my friend. James Packer, just my friend. Kevin, he was just my friend. I'm not a victim, blah, blah, blah. So she says, in this story on Deadline, despite the tabloid tie to Kevin Sujihara, actor Charlotte Kirk wants a chance to be judged by her on-screen work. And so she's doing a full-on press tour right now, being like, I'm me, I'm a talented actress, like, do not connect me with these terrible men, like, I'm my own person, which is sort of, like, good for her for taking control of this narrative, but it is, it's a different version of the story that we're very used to by this point, and that's why it's sort of interesting. I mean, but it's also, like, we have her text messages, and we, like, can see the other side of the story, not to be, not to give her her narrative, like, obviously she can do whatever Mm -hmm. she wants, but it is funny to, like, read these texts and be like, okay, well, you also were literally, like, kind of being like, where are my roles? Yeah, it's like you were <laughs> you, know? you were being told by a powerful man that you could maybe get some career boost if you continue this relationship. Sort. And you were asking directly for such career yeah, boost. Like, I wouldn't even be implying that, but I literally am reading these texts being like, okay, well, like, she is asking. Also, what's really funny is this long Hollywood Reporter expose, is, oh, which is very yeah. good, ends with this. Can I just read, read the it. end? So far, Kirk has not appeared in a Millennium film. She has, however, starred as Nicole Brown Simpson in an as-yet-released re- film called Nicole and O.J., which shot in Sofia, Bulgaria, where Lerner owns a <laughs> studio, with many crew members who are regulars on the Millennium movies. But as a, but a company spokesperson says Nicole and O.J. is not a Millennium project. It is not clear who provided the financing. One press reports that the film's budget was $65, $65 million. million. Nor is it known whether the movie has a distributor to take it to marketplace. The film was directed by Joshua Newton, who is said to have a personal relationship with Kirk and has listed a few previous credits. It's Kirk's biggest role to date, and Newton, responding to queries from The Hollywood Reporter several months ago, says it postulates that the football star, played by Boris Kojo, was framed <gasps> in the infamous double murder. Newton promised the movie would be a revelation. Kirk is, quote, a dedicated actress who takes her craft really seriously, he said, adding that when his film is released, quote, she will be one of the most sought-after actresses on because she starred in a movie about how OJ was framed. <laughs> I'm telling you, which nobody can figure out how it's finance, which is sus, and then nobody knows who's distributing it equals. <laughs> and sus. they spent $65 million making this movie. I'm going to read uh, a line from her uh, statement to Deadline that came out just a few days ago or a couple weeks yeah. ago. And it says. These articles refer to events from 60 years ago, back in 2013. I was a different person then. I was 19 years old, newly arrived in LA, possibly a little arrogant, and definitely very naive. I acknowledge I may have made some poor choices, and I'm sorry for that, but I've learned from my mistakes since then, and I've grown a lot as a person, a woman, and as a professional actor. And then I love, then wait. Hey, it's great. No, it's sure. great. As for these latest rumors surrounding the Hellboy movie, they are nonsensical. Neil saw my audition and believed I was the best actor for the role. Simple as that. The character of Alice was written as a 26-year-old East End girl oh with strawberry God. blonde hair and attitude. That's me in a nutshell i was like oh my i love God. it i love it i love it she's like i've grown and changed and then goes on to say like exactly <laughs> i mean it's it's a take on a story that is at this point a tale as old as time right that's what it's so interesting it's like how do we in 2019 even have a story like this it's like me too meets like old hollywood casting couch culture it's like how do we even we're not even equipped to respond to this we're like let her say her piece we respect that but also these text messages they're funny they're hilarious but also like fire the bad man like in this in this particular story it's like it's not as dark because charlotte is claiming all this agency that doesn't necessarily exist uh, on the woman's side of the story, usually in these stories, where it's like they're like dumped on right. so hard and they're taken advantage of, and she's like, uh, 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 I'm not taken advantage of. No, 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 do not say that about me. I'm completely in control of my own life. Well, she was completely in control of this whole situation. It just happened to be something that got him to resign because it was not great for the you know the company he worked in but those are two questions here it's whether he acted inappropriately with his like company and his job and with this woman and clearly he like did. the job was clearly both like yeah let's not defend this dude these these guys suck 
um, all these and all these yeah, Hollywood executives. Charlie Honestly, Kirk the only good Hollywood. Ex- Charlie Kirk is a phoenix rising from the, the ashes. The only good Hollywood executive, Amy Pascal. That's it. She's the only one who's good. <laughs> why are you? What is why it? are you why punishing are you, me? Why are you the punishing only, me? Like, ex- Sony sent from my Sony Xperia. <laughs> me like she's a company woman. Of course, she's using Sony. Why are you? But why are you punishing me? I just like. <laughs> It's just funny imagining myself if I were like an if I if I were an actor like very proudly moving to LA and being like I will only accept meetings with Amy Pascal because all of the men are terrible and just being like they're like I Bobby mean, we, we can't get all... you a, a meeting with Amy Pascal and it's like well I'm giving up on Hollywood nope not gonna happen we all saw her picking up that Spider Man universe or whatever Spider Man Spidey verse or whatever Oscar everybody was like is that Amy is that Amy is that Amy and it was Amy Amy rose from the ashes. No emails can do Amy in. She's good. She's fine. Sweetie, she's fine, sweetie. No flicking scandal in my fucking career. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you said fucking. Flicking in my flicking career. <laughs> you what? You flickers, get out of my flicking career. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> I love when, like, the only, the, the worst thing Amy Pascal ever did was, like, yell at someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's so true. It's like Amy did nothing wrong except for, like, be good at her job. <laughs> she's so good at her job. <laughs> God, yeah. I wish I were go- as good at my job as Amy Pascal is at her job. Ugh. Made the best Marvel movie. The best Marvel movie. There's no better Marvel it's movie. It's true. There's no it's better true. Marvel movie. She made it all by herself. She it made it all her. by herself. It was just her. She played every Amy, role and Amy she Pascal, like, it. It's animating on her, her, on her computer. Like, <laughs> like somehow, She's somehow, like, Richard, get me the iPad. Yeah, somehow, somehow <laughs> on her, like, an animating app on her iPad and was like, I'm going to make this I don't whole know. fucking movie on my iPad yeah. Pro. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder why all the animation styles were different. It's because Amy was growing and changing. She was progressing in her animation skills. To circle this back, Charlotte Kirk. Charlotte Kirk, get a meeting with Amy Pascal. You'll be fine. It's true. It's true. She'll just yell at you. Also, Worst comes to worst, you get yelled at. What's the problem? Also, it's really hilarious. At the moment that Nicole movie comes out, her career is over. (laughs) It's true. That is not going to come out. That is not going to come out. That was a terrible story. But you know what is a good story? The story of my Quip toothbrush that I have sitting in my bathroom right oh, now. Oh, why is that a good story? Do you want to hear the story? Do you want to hear the story of it? Yes, tell me, tell me the story well, of your Quip toothbrush. Well, once upon a time, we got a Quip sponsorship and they gave me a free Quip toothbrush. And I was like, how is this brush different than other brushes? That's a Passover quote. And everyone was like, well, it's better because it vibrates. It also sticks to your mirror. And it mirror. also has, <laughs> it sticks to your mirror and has sensitive sonic vibrations, a built-in two-minute timer with pulses, a multi-use cover, and brush heads that are automatically delivered. And I was like, mm, I don't know, we'll see. And guess what, readers, the end of that story <laughs> Is is that I loved it. I love my I clip love too, but unfortunately, I have no like Passover narrative to add to this. <laughs> Do you know what the, I was referring to? I really to? don't. I don't. Okay, I it's don't. Fine. It's fine. But it's fine. Quip it's starts fine. at just twenty five dollars. It's backed by over twenty thousand dental professionals. And if you go to getquip.com slash who who right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with the Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free. G e t q u i p dot com slash who. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, medium time, long time. Uh, I'm just calling because I just saw that Rita Wilson got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And first of all, I know you might have done this before, but Rita Wilson, who are them? And secondly, does having a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame automatically make you a them? Um, okay, crunch, crunch. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Rita Wilson, who are them? Who? <laughs> I think she's kind of I who. think she's who. I, I think in her mind, she's the number one them. I think in Tom Hanks's yeah, mind, she's, she's the number one them. Um, I think yeah. everyone around her really feeds into her delusions, her like wonderful delusions. But I think that Rita, <clears throat> again, uh, Rita Wilson is one of my favorite Hollywood stars. I like actually adore her and think that she's genuinely an an exuberant, positive, and well-liked person by, like, everyone. Seriously. I do I do like her. I, it does seem like everyone likes her because she's in everything, but she always plays the exact same character, which is completely fine. She knows her niche, and she sticks to it. <laughs> she's the friend. She's, the she's friend. like, girl, you got this, <clears throat> girl. girl. Bye-bye. <laughs> girl. I'm going to go pick the kids up from the from the from the playground. I got to go, but you got this girl. She's Bye-bye. Been the iconic friend since like sleeps in Seattle. Like 
literally, and that's she's so good. At she's played. She out. was. She's obviously been acting since she was acting before then. But I think like the first role that she had, she where was. she was she like was Brady that Bunch. person. Yeah, she was like a kid. She was in Sleep mm-hmm. in Seattle as the friend Susie, and she mm-hmm. was that person, and she has been that person since 1993, up until Gloria Bell. Yeah, up until Gloria <laughs> Bell, when she is that person. Yet again. But she and Tom have Playtone, which is a production company, and they've produced a lot of really successful films, and a few of which which Tom describes in his speech at her Walk of Fame. They produced My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which was enormous, um, gave Nia Vardalis right. a free pass for life. They produced Mamma Mia, which is yeah. one of the highest grossing movies of all time yeah. in like the UK. Yeah. They produced Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and they produced My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, which flopped. But like, Playtone... <laughs> Did well, and uh, and, and according Playtone did well. But what's I love about Playtone's hit, Playtone's hit, is that these are two things where Rita went to some small show that's very cheesy in Hollywood, deep Hollywood, and as you may know, the theater in Hollywood not so great. But Rita went to see a one woman show, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and Rita went to see Mamma Mia the Musical, and she decided that both things would make great movies. And she went home and she said, Tom, these would make great movies, and because Tom is a good husband <laughs> and an understanding husband, he was like. Sure, Rita, do whatever the fuck you want, and she did, and that's how and they, they were did huge it. mega hits, like huge, humongous mega hits. I walked out of Mamma Mia the musical, like I hated that freaking musical, and I love those movies. So you know, apparently, I'm fully the, off. Mamma like, Mia is I the ninth no highest grossing film of all time at the UK box office. Uh, it, it's the best selling DVD of all time in Sweden. It made thirty million dollars on DVD <laughs> the day it came. Out. And that's because Rita Wilson has some <clears throat> questionable taste. My Big Frank Week <laughs> Wedding cost $5 million to make. It made over $368 million. It's like unbelievable. It is among, quote, quoting Wikipedia, it is among the most profitable movies of all time with a 61,000, sorry, 6,100% return on its investment. Like, and the investment was was mainly Tom uh, was and Rita. Tom and Rita being like, we'll write a check for Nia, our friend Nia. And they did. And you know what? Right. That's Rita. Right. But Rita also, Rita is sort of like uh, the the ideal celebrity spouse or celebrity partner. Yes. In that yes. the spouse is the really, really famous one and they're sort of like second tier. In that she doesn't really aspire to be like huge, 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 huge. She aspires no. to be exactly what she is. And so there's like mm-hmm. a comfort in her level of fame that really is like very sweet and it seems like very happy. So like she's happy being the bit character. She doesn't really want to be a lead. But you know what she does want to do? She t- wants to produce movies. Yeah. And you know what she does? She produces movies. You know what else wants she wants to, play, to do? She wants and to she sing. wants to play music. She wants to sing. She wants to be a country star. And that's exactly what and she's she's like, doing. And she was like, Tom, I respect do you support that. my decision to be a singer? And, she, and Tom is like, absolutely. Absolutely, honey. I support your decision to do whatever you want to do. And so she's like, okay, hey, I'm going to like use my connections and my friends to like make a few albums. Yeah. Will you promote them yeah. and like come to the shows? And then he's like, absolutely, yeah. honey. Like keep yeah. singing, do whatever you want to do. She gets breast cancer. She becomes like a breast cancer warrior, like survivor, like sharing yeah. her story. Yeah. Then, you know, she comes back, she makes another album. And then what does Tom do? He promotes his on his socials. Like it's, <laughs> it's sweet. No, I mean, I honestly think that what's so there's a thin line and this is like where a lot of nuance comes in between a famous person a famous actor who has a music career because of a certain because of wanting more because of feeling like they deserve it because of all these things and then something that what Reed is doing which is like I just have a pure I just have a hobby yes. and I have enough money to support said hobby, hobby and do it to its extent and that's why it's like to me it's like light a lighthearted happy you know, situation in which I see other celebrities who do this type of thing and I'm like, ugh, that's enough. Like, stop. Uh But for Rita, it feels truly to me authentic like she's not a great singer but she's obviously doing something she loves so much and it's a lot of hard work like she's like opening for the band Chicago which is what Tom says in his Walk of Fame like she's not like yes, she paid to get in the studio. Yes, she paid for all of this stuff. But like, she's out there op- on the road, putting in the hours to to play. And live. I don't. And this is gonna come across as a drag to Rita, and I really don't mean it that way. But it like it is the it's the peak version. It's the like rich version of what everyone in this country does. Like it's like the peak version of everyone's like just using their free time to like kind of 
invest in their hobbies. But it's like when Rita yeah. invests in her hobbies, like things that she's not she necessarily great at. Like she's not a great singer. <laughs> she's not a great songwriter. But she has the money to do it in a big way. And it's like, wouldn't mm. all of us love to really invest in our hobbies at, to the yeah. ex- like I like that's what this I podcast say, is, like, bitch. I always say like if I were super rich and money clear like fully didn't matter, I would go to culinary. What would school. you do? Like I would just right. like go cook. Right. You do say like, that. I would I would literally just learn how to cook, and I wouldn't be great at it. I, I wouldn't work at a restaurant, but I would just want to go do that. And like right. that's what Rita's doing, but with singing. No, you know what you would do if you were rich? You would go to culinary school and then you'd open your own restaurant because you weren't because you had so much money and you just didn't know what to do with it. I would open a restaurant. It wouldn't be great. My friends would go. They'd be like, girl, like, congrats on opening your restaurant. And, and it would be so bad. But my friends would support me. They would talk about it on Instagram. And they'd be like, we're at our boy Bobby's, like, new restaurant. Like, come here for, like, whatever. Wait, excuse me. Can I just say... Mimi's is very good. You're oh, no. Oh, we got that's not what I'm that is not what I'm saying. I love Mimi's. Are you kidding? I'm okay. gonna go there for my birthday. But Bobby's, Bobby's, Bobby's diner, diner would, would be, be bad. trash. And I'm but I would be rich. And so my friends would be like, I would go there, Bobby, but I would demand free food. So I like, know you wouldn't. would, and I and I would give it to you because I'm rich. Like the the restaurant would operate in like the extreme red, like blood red. I hope that you're rich soon, so you can open this restaurant. But I, I feel like that's five a, years after you graduate. I feel like that's a good comparison to what Rita's doing. Like it's it it's very pure. It's it like is. it's 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 it coming from this like really genuine passion of hers. And so to answer yeah. your question, does having a Hollywood star on the Walk of Fame mean that you're a who, mean that you're a them? No, and that's an extension of what we were saying. Why Hollywood stars are bought. <laughs> They are bought. They are really just, an, uh, you are investing in that as this sort of like city landmark. What you're paying for is, so you have to get signatures. You have to get approval from the committee. Sure. Just look up the stars that don't have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and you will realize that there is, it is not about whether no. you're famous or not. For Rita, I think why she wanted this and I can guess is that she grew up right near mm-hmm. the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She grew up in that area. She's from Hollywood literally born and raised in Hollywood and to her this is a really important cultural thing for her you know like this is like her hometown it's like getting a walk of fame on the you know San Antonio uh, City Hall steps which is what you aspire to one day right on the river walk that doesn't exist but sure (laughs) but what I'm saying is like when you want to start on the walk of fame you do have to actually be famous that's true but you can't like I couldn't just go in with all the money in the world and say give me a star on the walk of fame because I'm not actually famous But when you do that, what you're really paying for is, like, you get a star on the Walk of Fame so that they can maintain the Walk of Fame as a tourist, like, trap, you know? Like, you're paying for Mm -hmm. maintenance. You're paying for, like, the installation and the actual star, but you're also paying to keep everything else looking nice. Like, it's sort of an investment Mm -hmm. in the community in a weird, rich person way. Yes, it's totally. It's like like adopting a highway. We've done this. We've done this. And the the Walk of Fame is almost always tied to a promo. So even Tom Hanks in his speech at the thing, which I'll play here, he's like, and also, like, I love my wife so much. Like, she's amazing. Like, no one's more iconic in Hollywood. Like, what a fucking legend. And then he's like, her new album came out today. (laughs) But then she said she had more music in her heart and in her head. Songs that needed to be written and recorded and performed. She made two more records of her original material created with other fine songwriters and musicians. And since then, Rita Wilson has performed all over the country. She has opened on tour for the band Chicago. Yes, that Chicago. She performed on the stage of the legendary Grand Ole Opry. And did you know that today, Friday, she is releasing, dropping her fourth CD titled Halfway to Home, available in record stores and on Amazon. Well, she is. Lindsay, before we move on, I wanted to ask you, I didn't ask you, what would your passion project be if you had all the money in the world? Like, I would open up a terrible restaurant. (laughs) What would you do? Oh, oh my God. What would it be? I mean, what would I Like a karaoke joint? Like a... But that would actually be I successful. Like a, well, my friend Gab and I always joke about how we want to open a karaoke yacht, like on the God. Hudson, which is like it's a Jesus <laughs> it's like a karaoke bar, but it's on a boat. 
you have to get on the boat and do karaoke. Flicking hell. Ugh. No, I would oh, I would want to open literally like a coffee shop or like a space. Like I also feel like it'd be really fun to open to open some sort of like like multi-use space that served like literally had I always respect the spaces that have no purpose that are just people's obviously they just wanted a space it's like Mm -hmm. we do everything we do this we do open (sighs) mic we do karaoke like you know Mm -hmm. that's what I would want to not a restaurant though you wouldn't record a you wouldn't record an album or anything oh no I'm not I know I'm not talented I know I'm not you know wouldn't record like a covers album no, I would not record a covers. Well, if I was rich, though, I would have a different vibe. Like, maybe I would feel like that I Lindsay deserved it. Lindsay sings her and... faves. <laughs> and it's just like your karaoke go tos I don't know. Maybe I would like, maybe I would like go to like stand up school and like learn how to do stand up. Or maybe I would like, school. I've always wanted to like finish learning sign language that I started. Like, maybe I would go like do that. I don't know. There's so many dumb things that you would want to do if you. Could yeah, I would definitely do, you know? try to. I would definitely try to learn a language and like learn piano. Yeah, relearn piano. Yeah, relearn like, piano. Mom gave me piano lessons for a long time, and then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Me too. Seven yeah. years, and I took French for that long too. And look what happened. Nothing. The thing about Rita Wilson that I love the most is that just looking at her like gives me very chill vibes. Like she makes me very calm. Yeah, she's your personal call map. Wow, are we segueing into an ad right now? I think this sounds like an ad for the Calm <laughs> app, where if you don't have access to Rita Wilson, then maybe you have access to the Calm app because stress is a worldwide epidemic. Everyone's working longer hours. No one has time to watch all the Rita Wilson movies. I understand that fully because she's only in some of a lot. She's in some of a lot of movies. So you got to find her, skim to her, figure that out, mm-hmm. watch her part, find the next part. It's difficult, yeah. and you have you're yeah. busy. And that's why we're partnering with Calm, which is the number one app to help you reduce your anxiety and stress and help you sleep better. More than 40 million people around the world have downloaded it. So if you head to calm.com/who, you get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus, including a brand new meditation each day. There are also sleep stories, which are bedtime stories for adults, which are bedtime stories for adults. I love those. Designed to help you relax. Head to the magic lavender fields of southern France with Stephen Fry. That sounds fun. Does that sound fun to you? I guess it sounds fun. Or explore the moonlit jungles of Africa with Leona Lewis. That sounds fun. I want to explore. That sounds really I want to explore fun. the moonlit jungles of Africa with Leona Lewis. Keep exploring. I keep, keep exploring <laughs> oh God, jungles. <laughs> Wait, is that did Jesse McCartney write that too? Okay, they even have soothing music <laughs> and more. And right now, Who Weekly listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash who. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash who. You can get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash who. Hi, Who Weekly. First time, medium time. I have a political who question about Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg? Don't know how you say it. Think he is a mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Twitter loves him. He's like speaks Arabic and is a Afghani veteran and has a husband named Chasen. I would love to know more. Um, thanks. Good form, Bellator. As I've said before, there's only one white guy here. There's not three. This is not Pot Save America. But. This is not fit to, but when we see a, a very hooey person enter the politics ring, we sometimes just get involved. Here you we know, go. we have to get it's a involved. Gay, we got to we got to talk about him. Here's why. Here's He's why. Gay. Number 1, gay. Number 2, name's insane. <laughs> Name is crazy. Number 3, went to Harvard but once when he was there wrote an essay about loving Dave Matthews like, Band. This guy This guy is Participating in extreme is, who is behavior. a veteran of the war in Afghanistan. <laughs> he is everything. Are we endorsing him? How no, does he we're find not going to endorse anyone. And honestly, never. I'm not endorsing him. I don't know his politics. <laughs> I haven't gone that far. But what I'm telling you is that he went to Harvard. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He went to the war in Afghanistan. He is gay. <laughs> He, I don't know if he likes the album Joanne by Lady Gaga, but you know what? From all of this information, I would say he probably does not have enough time to afford I, it. I'm, I'm going to go out and say that he has not listened to Joanne by Lady Gaga. He speaks Norwegian, Spanish, Italian, Malton, Maltese, Mal, a, a language I've Lindsay. never even heard of, Arabic. Lindsay and, is reading the Wikipedia. <laughs> he um, and French. He's currently the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Where is that? No idea because I'm not good at geography. He was born in 1982, which makes him 
fairly young for a presidential candidate. His name is right, pronounced. He's only a few his years name is spelled B U T T I G I E G. No. How do you say that? How do you say Boo-judge. that? But gag gagji. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Some people say, I think he and his husband, who have, like, a really sort of, like, irritating, stupid Twitter relationship, but they're like, me, 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 my husband. Um, <laughs> they both have pronunciation rules on their Twitter bios. One of them says, of course. Buddha Judge. The other one says, Boot Edge Edge. Buddha Judge. Buddha Judge. So which one is it? I don't know. Just, like, say one of them, like, sort of, like. Buddha Judge is funny because it makes me think of Chriselle where it's like, well, we we named our uh, our last name because we met Buddha. We love Buddha and we we got we met, we met a, a judge. We, met, or we like, love Buddha and we are friends with this judge. We're going to call him Buddha Judge. <laughs> but that's never forget Chriselle well. is Justin Hartley's wife who's also on that show Netflix is Selling Sunset. And she. Who's named after a gas <laughs> who's station. named after a gas station attendant and a gas station. Her name is Yeah, Chriselle. sorry. Don't forget don't, that. How could you ever forget yeah. that? But like he's Okay, a so Buddha Judge. Do we even know any of his political views or are we not even going to get there? Uh, d- uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's just say that that's your job to look them up. This is a not an endorsement. Also, by the way, that was the most earnest uh, I've ever muttered. <laughs> well, earlier we were talking about Pete, Peter, Peter Paul Buttigieg and we were just like – should we talk about him? Like, I literally know nothing about him. All I know is that he's gay because that was, like, what the media was talking – like, all I know were, like, headlines that I saw, you know? Because Slate wrote that, like, really trolly piece that was kind of like, does gay count as diverse or something, right? And I was like, what? He wrote a book called Shortest Way Home. I'm sorry. Me trying to figure out how to spell your name is, like, the longest way home. I – this is such a nightmare. Buddha Judge, if you want to be on our podcast, just come on the podcast. We won't ask you political questions. We want to talk to you about Joanne. Oh my god! If he came on the podcast, we would be like, "Your last name, man. You should change it." <laughs> He's like, "You know what? You're right. I will." Um, let's see. Let's see some of his stances. Let's. He seems like a very. Um, he seems like a Leslie Nope type figure to me. Knowing nothing about him, I'm like, "Well, he's like the mayor of like a random town who's like very accomplished and seems like very type A to have accomplished oh all that he's Lindsay, accomplished one at of this his, young age." Lindsay, he has a one-eyed dog. <sighs> This guy. (laughs) So basically, his stance would have to be kill all Jews for me not to like him, is what I'm saying. So vote. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, He backs the Green New Deal. Tight. Uh, He... Okay, tight, tight, uh, tight, 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 tight. He proposed a gradual shift to a single-payer healthcare system. Hell, love yes. Love that. Love it, love it, he love it, love it. He supports Medicare for all who want it. People <laughs> seem to like him. Whatever. Like, this is us talking about politics. Like, I dare. Yeah, I, this is why you don't want this. This is why you listen to three white men or whatever <laughs> talk about politics as opposed to us. <laughs> talk about, not that we give you the option to listen to us talk about politics. Because when we do, it comes out <laughs> like this. <laughs> anyway, he loves Dave Matthews Band. And um, let's move on to the next call. Hey, Is Alan coming a who or a them? Good form, Bella Thorne. Who are them? One, two, three. Them. them. Alan Cumming. I think so. Big fan. But Big also, fan. I think so in general. Have you been to Club Coming? I have not. I haven't. I would like to go. Mm. I haven't, fun. and I don't really care. <laughs> Me at Club Coming. Seems fun. Okay, fine. I get it. Can I tell the story about Alan Cumming really quickly? A friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, was his personal assistant very, 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 very briefly. But that's what's so funny about it. Which is funny. And the reason she got fired was because she crashed his car. She crashed his car the first weekend she was his personal assistant. She was like, like, can you, like, move my car? In the first month. And then, like, they really didn't get along. But the... My favorite thing about the way that I love this. The, the, my favorite thing about the way that the relationship ended was she, she, he she didn't like put out his trash one day or something, and he called her and was like, "Yeah, like the, the trash isn't out on the stoop. Like you need to go do that." So she goes back to his apartment and like gets all the recycling. Maybe it was recycling, but she goes outside and she's holding all these bags. And as she's walking down the stoop holding his trash bags, he approaches and he gets home to. And he goes, you know what? I don't think this is working out. And then she, she <laughs> threw the bags down and goes, I don't either. And that's how the job Your ended. Your friend is a legend. She's a legend. She's a true legend. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, long time, first time. I'm watching the news of The Good Fight. And is Michael Sheen a who or a them? Like, 
quite demi because like prestige. Who? I don't know. Let me know. Uh, good from Bellator. One, two, three. Them. Mm, you just called him Michael <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Maybe he is a who. His name is confusing. I think we've done him before, and I called him a them. But now I'm like, I don't know. Michael Sheen. Love him. His his name's confusing because Charlie Sheen is more famous, and he's not related to Charlie Sheen. He's not even that Sheen. Also, <laughs> that Sheen that Sheen is like fake. He's an uh, he's an Estevez. Oh right, yeah. No, the whole thing is Martin a mess. Martin Sheen, they're Estevezes. Yeah. Um, Martin Sheen is not Mark. Martin is not... Sheen is Martin Estevez. Uh, right, right. The right. Uh, let's just let's just call him a who. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Is nougat a who or is them? Good form, Bella. <laughs> one, one, two, three, then. Who? Total what? Who. Total who? What? Nougat is the cheap filling when there's nothing else to fill. What is, name a candy bar in which nougat is the star. And don't say Snickers because it is not Looking the star. Three Musketeers. Not it the, is and the, no one likes those. It's not I the star. I love Three Musketeers. No. What? You're wrong. I mean, no, it's literally the star. All Three Musketeers is is chocolate and nougat. Well, that's not a good one. It's not a good one. You told me to name a candy that has Okay, I know I did, but I also stand by nougat just fills the gaps that are left by more expensive ingredients like caramel and peanuts and chocolate. Nougat is like the filler. Nougat's a who? No, it's not. Nougat's a who? I'm sorry, what is is your who of candy filling? I mean, I think nougat is uh, <laughs> nougat is in so many candy bars. Nougat yeah, is but a that, it's still a who in those candy bars. It's the guest star. It's the Rita okay, Wilson but are you calling, of the listen, candy. Listen, are you calling Three Musketeers a who candy bar? I mean, yeah, for it's sure. A, it's a them candy. What? It's one of the main ones. <laughs> Just because we always talk about it. They're not value judgment. Just because you do not like Three Musketeers. I'm not. I like them. Mean. I'll eat. I'll eat Three Musketeers. You know how you see when I ate more candy. Do you know how I used to eat Three Musketeers? This is disgusting. Yeah, how? I would bite all of the chocolate off the outside and leave my little nougat thing, disgusting. and then just eat the nougat on its own. It's good that you don't eat candy anymore. Because that's know, it gross. Truly is. It truly is. <laughs> I loved eating like the peels, like the the outer layer, and then eating the inside. I still eat candy, and I never eat Three Musketeers. They're so good. Oh, God. No, I'm going to have to get Three Musketeers who. today. Nougat's a who. Nougat's no, a who. We're going to have to agree to disagree here. This is the rare fight. Nougat, nougat is a, fucking them. Nougat's hashtag, a who. Hashtag nougat them if you are hashtag in my corner. nougat who. It fills the holes. <laughs> Don't add that into the hashtag. It won't help our cause. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I think I know the answer to this question, but um, I wanted to consult some professionals. I was wondering, is Victor Garber a who or a them? Um, thank you so much. Good form. Uh, One, um, two, three. Who? 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 I guess. Ugh, I guess who? He's a character actor. Yeah. Character Every actor. time you see him, you'll say, oh, that guy. Oh, Mr. Andrews. Oh, alias. Like, He's in a million things. And oh, I don't Titanic. Think... Yeah, exactly. Oh, Mr. Andrews. Oh, she'll, <laughs> she's going to she's going to sink. What does he say? Oh, when, oh she'll when, sink. When, he in, when she encounters him in that sideways sitting room <laughs> and he's side, looking at the clock. The sideways. You know, like it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like off. Yeah, it's like, off. it's like. Everyone's like. And he's looking at that clock and he's looking at his clock. He's looking at the clock at his clock. He's looking up and down and he's like, Rose. I can't do the accent. Rose. The ship oh gonna sink. Oh my god. Can you put the clip here? The ship will sink. Certain? Yes. In an hour or so. All this will be at the bottom of the Atlantic. What? Please, tell only who you must. I don't want to be responsible for a panic and get to a boat. Quickly. Don't wait. It really is like. <laughs> It's the best movie ever made. Wait, am I wrong? It's the best movie ever made. Stop. Just we have Lindsay? to move on to the next one. Lindsay. I'm not gonna question. agree with Is it the best movie ever made? No. Name a better one. No, I'm not, but it's not you that. You can't. You can't. <laughs> this is like three musketeers. You fucking can't name a better I movie. Can't. You can't name a better movie the because there movie. is a better it's movie not, doesn't exist. A better movie doesn't it's exist. It's not the best movie ever made. Titanic is not the best movie ever made. Next next call. Carmen Electra. Who are them? Good form, Bella Thorne. Who are them? One, two, three, them. Who? Uh, what? 
name Why recognition. Are we that is the themiest name recognition. No, Everyone it's knows not. who Carmen Electra She's is. like a meme. Queen of the nineties. Queen she's of nineties. Like meme. Ask a teen. Okay, that's fair. She's I'm a who. saying like she's kind of a meme though. If this like, were nineteen ninety nine, she'd be a who. Of I mean, course, she'd be a them. She'd be a them it's but not. No. Okay. She's a who. You're right. You're right. You're right. God. Hi, long time listener. Um, full disclosure, I'm not a teen. You might want to play this. But um, Sabine Shaw, is she a who or that? One, two, three, who. Who, yeah, Please. for sure. But like cooking who on the rise. Salt, fat, acid, who. Who. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Love you. Love your book. Love I you. Love your book. Love your show. Like no one's more charming than you. Your show's iconic. I bought it. Iconic. I bought it. I bought it. <sighs> who? Hi, Who Weekly. Rain Wilson. Who are them? One, two, three. Who? Who, but once was a them. Once was a them. Peak of office was a them. They tried to make him like his them He tried too. They tried to make his them dumb, you know, exist post office and it didn't take. Didn't take. Didn't take. Hi, Who Weekly. I just wanted to let you know that in the latest um, Carpool Karaoke series, Ben Flat and Sarah Bareilles are singing together. Um... And I would also just like to know if Ben Platt is a who or a them. I know he's a Broadway who, Broadway them, Broadway them, regular person who, possibly. Not sure. One, two, three. Who? 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 Come on. But theater them, theater them, though. That's fair. Theater them, uh, real world who. (laughs) Real world (laughs) <laughs> like actual who theater to them. I don't Dear know. Evan I mean, Hoon, Dear no, Evan Hoonson. He's no, he's no Lynn Manuel Miranda. He's, he's Evan Hansen, right? Just to explain yeah. to our listeners. He's waving through a window. Can I play the Katy Perry version? Yes, that's the only reason I know that song. The only reason I know that song is because of commercials for that musical and Katy Perry's cover, which I honestly love. That's embarrassing. That's almost as embarrassing as your, I the way I eat a Three Musketeer. Bobby, long time, first time, or first time, long time. Uh, I am watching Rush Hour, and I had to run out to ask you, are Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan who's or them? Good form, Bella Thorne. Chris Tucker, one, two, three, who? I kind of feel like Chris Tucker still has, like, very themmy, like, leftover. I think it's been too long. But I, I would love to could. call him a them. Yeah. I think I think we've actually talked about this not in the game, but like Chris Tucker, I feel like is could easily come back and get into them status I easily. I agree. So do you think Rush Hour, the next Rush Hour that they're doing, the, will help? Wait, are they really making another one? I thought they were. That's why Jesus. this person called. No, no, no this person was like, I'm watching Rush Hour, <laughs> the original Rush Hour. Oh. Jackie Chan, one, two, three, them, them, a hundred percent. Yeah. 100% them. No, Sorry, no I'm question. Late. 100% Chris late. Tucker, uh, it's been too long. Chris Tucker had a moment um, for a long time, but uh, it, he really just kind of disappeared. Really fell off well, the face of the Well, he purposefully disappeared, I think. Um, right? Well, then good for him. He got what he wanted. And then no, no, finally. No, Hi, guys. Um, quick question for you. Monkey Jesus, who are them? One, two, three. Who? Who, That's but internet who. them. It's a meme, so it's an it's a who. But it's an iconic image. Definitely a, definitely it's, a who. It's no Mona Lisa, but it's a who. I mean, it's up there. Yeah, it's up there. It's so funny. I'm looking at it again, and it's just, like, incredible. Uh, do we all know what the, do we all know the story of, uh, so there was this, like, fresco in um, 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 Spain, and it's, like, 100 years old, and this is photo of, like, Jesus, like, with the crown of thorns, like, looking up, like, mournfully, being like, ugh. And then, um, and I guess it was, like, it needed to be restored. It was a, quote, good faith attempt to restore the fresco by an untrained elderly amateur named Cecilio Jimenez. Mm-hmm. And so she got, you know, bless her heart, she did her best, but it looks like a monkey Jesus. And you've seen him. If you Google monkey Jesus, you'll you see You know monkey Jesus. It. I didn't know you we know called that. that monkey Jesus. I thought yeah. we just called it like fucked up internet Jesus, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. Sure. But now, now the great thing about it is people come and see it all the time. Now it's a tourist. Now it's a tourist. Of course. Of course it is. I got to Where is it? Is it somewhere that you Borja? can see it? Borja, Spain. What part of Spain is oh, that? Oh, I got to go to Spain to see monkey Jesus? Oh, it's like northern, northern Spain. 
Oh, great. Okay, New I'll France. Go. Okay, fine. We'll go. I'll be there. <laughs> See you soon, Monkey Jesus. <laughs> I've gone. Bye. I've gone further for less. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. That's good. Um, thank you for listening. Call us at 619-WHO-THEM if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash Weekly. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Review us on Apple Podcasts. People love those things. And finally, buy tickets to our Nashville show. Which we got, got wrong is not the 31st. It's it the is first. the 1st of June. You up. are correct. We were wrong. We flicked Please up. always trust the information on the venue and do not trust the words that we say ever, ever, ever. ever. So we are going to be in Nashville wrong all the time. for the weekend. And we will be performing at an amazing show at the winery on May. Nope. June 1st. <laughs> June 1st. Okay. Um, we'll see you Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Hi. So, Ashley Judd is doing SpawnCon for Buffalo Wild Wings on Instagram. That's all.